Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, John, the holidays are just about here, aren't they? Well, if you listen to uh, 102.7, like I told you last week, the Christmas music Christmas is on, man. already on. It is I mean, on. Well, let's focus on Thanksgiving first here, okay? okay? I right. mean, you know, let's don't jump ahead to Christmas. Hey, I'm looking ahead for some deals. <laughs> we should look ahead at some deals, and that's what we're going to talk about here, because Black Friday is right around the corner. I mean, we're talking... Like, uh, like, uh, was it a week and a half or yeah. two yeah, or something? Two weeks. Two weeks. One, one, two weeks away from today. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There you are. <laughs> Black Friday shopping. And that's going to be our first topic here is the 10 Black Friday shopping tips from Consumer Reports. Um, John, you know, I, I love these ideas about how to save big money shopping. And man, you can find the great ideas. You know, the biggest thing that is bought on Black Friday, the biggest uh, item, uh, item it has to be electronics, right? It's TVs. TVs, yeah. TVs. Yeah. That's the item. So we're going to talk about how to get those deals. We got the tips right here. And then we're going to jump into uh, saving taxes. Yeah, that's a big item. You, you gave me a hard time last year because I did the tax tips the last week of the year. But well, I appreciate you moving you know, it up a little I'm, bit. I'm this trying year, to give folks you know? a little bit of a heads up here. And uh, so this is how to trim your tax tab for 2019. You got to look at there's there's some good ones in here. Some some of them are pretty straightforward, but uh, there's some some uh, nuggets in here that you want to listen to and make sure that you're you're doing for yourself. Yeah, it's not too early to start thinking about taxes for next year. Yes. How to polish things up? How and, to minimize? And we've given you more than three days now, so you can <laughs> you right. got some time to do it. By the way, I'm Steve Marvin. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 24 years of experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis, also a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 27 years. We're excited to have you listening today to us today on our weekly show. Our podcast up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website, moneymd.net. We have uh, a lot of cool resources. You can listen to the podcast. We have uh, some calculators, retirement calculators, tools out there, videos on a lot of different topics. Facebook page, we post a, uh, a weekly post. I think Ryan is doing the post this week, so go check that out. And uh, we have a Twitter handle, MoneyMD as well. Yeah, lots of ways to connect with us. Also, you can email us. You can email us directly at info at moneymd.net. Well, John, we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, this comes from uh, the Joint Center for Housing Studies at uh, good old Harvard University. And, um, yeah, Stephen, you know, we see this uh, stat sometimes, and it's, it's actually a goal for our, our clients that we work with, and, um, you know, is to get out of debt going into retirement. So in 2016, this study was done. About half of American homeowners ages 65 to 79, they still had a outstanding mortgage debt on their primary residence. And that's almost double um, from uh, about 30 years ago. So, you know, mo more folks are taking, you know, debt into retirement. And it just, you know, when you have that debt payment, whether it's, you know, 800 or 1500 or whatever, it just makes your income not go as far. Yeah, it's funny how perceptions have changed over time and people get comfortable with the idea of carrying a mortgage way into retirement. Well, you know, that's just not the smart way to do it, um, because when you get in retirement, you have fixed income. You don't have, you know, the option to go, you know, work a lot harder or a lot more to earn a bunch of income. Um, so you really need to have your mortgage paid off before retirement. Um, the 46 percent of Americans, that's hard to believe, mm -hmm. carry it way into retirement like that. Yeah, it is. 
Um, and just limit your options if you get in a bind. So you need to look at, you know, if you have 10 years left between now and retirement, you need to amortize your mortgage, the remaining balance over the next 10 years and figure out how what your payment should be so they'd be totally paid off by the time you retire. That's a very big goal, very important to your financial security in retirement. Yeah, we can help you with that calculation if you if you need it. But that's that's a great goal. It's a, there's a lot of psychological value of being debt free going into retirement with that as well. So absolutely, all right. Good fact of the week, and that leads us up here to our first topic, and that is the ten Black Friday shopping tips. And uh, this comes from Consumer Reports, um, James Wilcock, a very recent article. And so, yeah, I mean, Black Friday is right here, John. I mean, just, you know, a couple of weeks away and, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's an exciting time of the year. I mean, this is when you can go get that new TV, the tablet, the printer, the high tech gadget, and you can get it for a deal if you, if you follow the right strategy. Mm-hmm. And there is a strategy on this. There definitely is. But, uh, you know, but don't let all that Black Friday hype fool you. I mean, you could end up overpaying if you get taken by the so-so price, you know, masquerading that goes on as fantastic bargains. And um, you can miss out on some great deals if you don't do your research. But no worries. I mean, Consumer Reports, they really have some great tips here about how to do this. And, um, you know, we've talked about this before in past years, but um, well, we have the, the 10 tips here that will help you secure that great deal. Yeah, the first one is start early. And, and uh, you know, you can't look at Sunday's circular. So if, as I'm sitting down drinking my coffee Sunday morning and I'm looking at the ads and it's too late, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's a little late, right. John. I mean, this starts like now. That's I mean, right. it's like, it's unbelievable how quickly it they is. start this now. Yeah, Black Friday has, has morphed into a whole month of deals and savings. And online retailers also, uh, they update their prices as they go through the event. I guess they're looking at what's selling and what's not. And um, so to judge how, how good the deals are, once you're in crunch time, you'll need a way to track those prices leading up to Black Friday. And the same goes for Cyber Monday. That now stretches for uh, you know an entire week. So it's something that if you're into this type of, you know, if you're looking for something, now's the time to start. And we're going to go through a whole bunch of uh, apps that you can look at and some ways that you can uh, make sure you score a good bargain. Absolutely. And the second tip is kind of in the same line. That is do your homework. Um, Because only rookies head out on Black Friday unprepared. And John, I mean, the ads are already out there. You know, you can already see what the deals are going to be if you do your research. Um, So getting ready means studying the ads in both print and online. Online, you can go in there and you can see all the ads already. They're already there. Um, They've been scanned up on the apps that are out there. And uh, so you can start sifting through them and find out what you're going to target on Black Friday. And, uh, you know, at retailers such as Best Buy, um, Costco, Dell, Target, Walmart, I mean, they all have their ads already printed up, already planned out. And you can search those right now on websites that have a ton of deals that have already been leaked out. Um, so, I mean, we would check, you know, bfads.net is one, Black Friday dot com is another one deal news hmm. is another place you can look um black friday the black com and got a deal um just to name a few um so sign up on those sites they'll send you the deal alerts for whatever you're looking for um and you know you can filter them by category by store there's so many different ways to, to do research on it but you want to head, go ahead and get a start on that <laughs> and then the next tip here goes along with that and that is to use the apps and the websites um you don't have to go to the retailer by retailer to compare prices consumer reports websites 
Uh, <clears throat> they list the current prices from multiple retailers for products. Um, and then you can also go to, you know, try Google Shopping uh, Plus services such as Price Grabber, Price Watch, Shopzilla. Um, and when you're at the store, your smartphone apps such as Buy Via, Shopkick, Shop Savvy, <laughs> Shop Shop a shop, shop Shopaholic, a Shopaholic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know. But anyway, you can scan barcodes. Um, <clears throat> you can compare the prices right there. If you scan the barcode into that app, it'll show you all the competing stores and all the competing apps for, uh, uh, for that in coupons and everything for that same deal. Yeah, somewhere else. This is an app <laughs> game. I mean, you can also you know Amazon has a mobile app, Target, Walmart, Best Buy. I mean, so getting these apps on your phone is going to help you kind of navigate this this process. You know, you can uh, use your smartphone camera to scan the products and price shop online. So you, like you said, you don't have physically have to go to the store. And one of the things to think about is, you know, once you're done shopping, maybe deleting those apps, it can help protect your privacy and security as well. So if you download a whole bunch of these, yep. you know, just delete them. Delete them after you always yep. download them right back onto yep. your phone. It only takes a few minutes. Yeah, and, um, you know, be aware that direct comparison shopping can be a little tough when it comes to Black Friday and the holidays. And one reason is that because some large retailers, they have the best deals on models that you don't see earlier in the year that aren't available at other stores. Um, So that makes that comparison shopping kind of hard, if not impossible. And that's because, um, as particularly true of TVs, by the way, the thing that I mentioned is the most popular category of the year on Black Friday is new TVs. And um, so what they do is they <clears throat> they have what they call a derivative model, which we'll go into in here in a second. But um, that makes it a little bit hard. So you, you got to really do your homework if you want to compare, do comparison shopping. And um, the next tip here, though, is to use the loyalty programs. Um, stores often have loyalty programs that offer sales and promotions to their members first, and then they let them earn rewards whenever they, you know, buy items from them. So signing up for the Black Friday shopping alerts will get you kind of the early word on promotions, coupons, discounts. And in some cases, you can even find out whether or not your product uh, that you have is in stock and eligible to buy online or pick up in the store, and it can save you money on shopping. So use the loyalty programs if you... um you know, have some basic, some, some popular stores that you do your shopping at. <clears throat> and then also um, get social. There's another tip they have here, number five. And, you know, that's Facebook pages, Instagram posts, Twitter feeds, um, you know, your favorite retailers. They're, those are great ways to find out about exclusive deals and promotions. Retailers will often reward customers who like to follow them with special alerts to Black Friday discounts and incentives. And of course, you know, text, tweets, <laughs> social media posts are all easy ways to share Black Friday shopping and tell with your friends. Boy, this is going to be a long day. I can see John. I'm getting tired already. <laughs> yeah, no wonder this season is so stressful. I'm you telling got like you. 85 apps here. That's right. Um, but 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 we'll bring it back to reality. You know, create a budget. There you go. Right. I there mean, you, you can make you can simplify this, and and it sounds simple, but you know, Black Friday sales, especially those those doorbuster specials they have in limited quantities they're designed to get you in the store and uh, get you buying something that you don't need and uh, you get all caught up in the excitement and you knock grandma down trying
trying to get to, you know, whatever you're, you're buying, <laughs> yeah. you know. It can get brutal in there. You, you got to be those, careful. Yeah, you see those videos of people just, you know, busting into these busting stores the at door. 3 a.m. Yeah. or whatever. Don't do that, man. Do it online. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to any store on Black Friday. Make it easy. Make it easy. And, uh, you know, you got to have self-control on this. If you don't have, you know, self-control, if you have credit cards, by all means, you know, put those away. Use cash. Right. So, you know, save up cash, build, build that cash up and you can pay for it. Um, and you don't have to carry the, uh, you know, Christmas into 2020. Yeah. Make it a 2019 event only. Please keep it in 2019 <laughs> for the sake of your retirement future. That's right. Um, and then also uh, check all the store policies in advance. I mean, it's always good to know a store's price match and return policies. Um, they expect more retailers to price match specific online and in-store deals this year. Um, almost all the major retailers, they have some form of price match policy, and they've been expanding that almost every year. So, you know, some stores might suspend their price match guarantees during Black Friday weekend on certain items. So kind of read the fine print, you know, know what the deal is going to be. <clears throat> and so, um, and also check the return policies for Black Friday sales to make sure that the store won't charge a restocking fee if you bring the item back. So um, just kind of be careful about those things. Read the fine print. Um, televisions do deserve some special attention, um, you know, as we just mentioned this time of year. I mean, the, the TV aisle may have some of the best deals in the entire store, along with a few other confusing ones. And that's why, you know, these last three tips are, are really important and they're focused on TVs. Um, so the next tip here is to consider the derivative TV model. Um, that's not to say that it's a bad <clears throat> it's a bad thing. I mean, but starting in October, you're going to see low price TVs that are made especially for Black Friday, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, and some of them are available only through a single retailer. Um, so the sets are called derivative in the TV industry because they're very similar to the re- regular production models that you're going to see all year. But they have some slightly different features, you know. The model numbers will be different, um, and a few of the features will be different. For example, they may have fewer HDMI inputs, or they may come with a simpler remote control. Um, You know, often sets with similar model names perform equally well, and they can be equally good, because they're going to have the same basic parts in it, right? Um, It's just some of the features are going to be different. So, um, you know, they're not going to, I mean, you're not going to see the the comparison shopping on those derivative models. Um, For example, last year's 55-inch Samsung derivative TV was tested, and it came in about $170 cheaper than uh, the TV it was based on, but it performed equally well, according to consumer reports. So they're usually just as good. They just have some different features. So pay attention to the features to make sure that you're not getting gypped on some feature that you think is really important. Um, but it's hard to judge the quality of some of these derivatives, uh, because they're, they're new and, you know, they're not, they're not, Mm -hmm. you won't find tests on that specific model. So you have to look for a very similar model to, to really do some research on that, that particular TV. Yeah. Another, uh, recommendation here is on TV specifically is avoid the pricey, uh, accessories. So if you just got a, you know, a great deal on a 4k TV at an all, all time low price, uh, you don't want to blow your savings by splurging on pricey accessories or extended warranties. Um, you know, they try to hard sell you on some of that. So you got to be careful. And, you know, that HDMI cable, if you buy it in advance online from uh, Mono Price or Blue Jeans cable, you may be able to get it for five bucks versus spending, you know, 35 plus 
on that particular item. So the accessories can, you know, make the uh, great price you get on your TV average. So they yeah, make a lot of profit on that. They do. It's about like buying a car when they want to sell you the uh, the service <laughs> service contract. You know, you got to be careful for all the different add-ons they can do. Um, and then the last tip here is to beware of the cheapest set. Um, the super low price doorbuster specials, they kind of draw people's attention with visions of savings, but these sets might not be worth the price. Um, you know, you'll probably be watching your new TV for, you know, several years, right? Hopefully, you know, five, six years. Um, if you're not happy with the features or the picture quality, you're going to regret spending, not spending extra 50 bucks to get the better set. So, um, just be careful of that. Just make sure that you're, you're, you know, comparing apples to apples and you're looking at a set that you really want. But, um, you know, if you do your homework on Black Friday, get the apps, look online ahead of time. Um, you can have a great Black Friday shopping day, shopping season. It, it starts right now. You can already see those ads. So get started on your Black Friday shopping. Save a bundle of money, but don't go out there doing impulse buys, right? Mm, Make yeah. a list and, and check buy it twice. What, check it twice. <laughs> buy what you really need for Christmas. That's your Black Friday shopping tip list. Awesome. And that moves us on here to our question of the week. Yeah. How was my FICO score? calculated was the question and um it's pretty simple there are five different uh, pieces of data that goes into your credit report the the largest one 35 percent is your payment history so if you've been on time with that that would certainly help that uh, part of it okay and then 30 percent of amounts is the amount owed associated with it so if you have a lot of debt then you're going to have you know you're going to be dinged for that so how much you owe on on debt. And then the next one is the length of the credit history. So a new borrower would not uh, be as favorable as someone that has a kind of an established history. Um, new credit. So new credit that you have just applied for. So if you're going out there during Christmas and trying to get new cards and so mm. forth, that's going to ding you. And then the final one at 10% is uh, the credit mix. So the difference between mortgage and credit cards and consumer debt and so mm-hmm. forth. So uh, it's interesting. Dave Ramsey, you know, you probably heard him say this, that uh, he has no FICO credit score. He doesn't like the idea because it's an I love debt score. Basically. Yeah, that's right. And he says he says he can't go and uh, rent an apartment, but he could buy the whole entire apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So you know, net worth is not brought into this at all. It's uh, it's yeah. a, it's how how you've managed debt. And obviously, Dave is is an anti debt guy, and, and we're we're the same way. We we think that uh, mortgage is the future and so forth. But that's how it's calculated. The biggest one is payment history. So if you've been on time with stuff, that is a way to to build it. Yeah, you know, when we sit down with people and they're they're overly concerned about their FICO score, it's a bad sign. Usually there's a lot of debt there and there's, you know, they're just trying to bankroll the debt, you know, for longer. And uh, by keeping their FICO score up, um, you need to get out of debt and not worry about the FICO score so much. The FICO score will take care of itself if you need to you know, refinance your house or get a new home or something. You're You're going to be able to do it if you're in good financial shape. I wouldn't pay a whole bunch of attention to what goes into FICO score. Yeah, you want to get away from debt. Um, you want to basically. get away to where you don't need to borrow money, period. And um, so, but yeah, it's interesting, though, to know how they do that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things can adversely affect your score. But, you know, focus on your long-term future, not on your FICO score. That's so right. We yeah. definitely agree with Dave when it comes to that. So good question of the week. And that leads us up here to our next topic, and that is the year-end tax planning tips Long before the year end. Good job, yeah, John. Yeah, man. We got six like weeks it. here. Got yeah, get plenty, plenty of, time. of time to implement these things. That's right. This comes <laughs> from uh, Rachel Sheedy with uh, Kiplinger, and 
You know, Steve, we are we are six six weeks away, so uh, we got some moves here that you can uh, reduce your tax bill. And the good news is, is the tax law is pretty similar to last year, um, so not not a lot of new new things out there. So uh, what what you did in in twenty eighteen would apply to twenty nineteen. But so uh, the first step really is to estimate your your income from the different sources, yep. um, and then subtracting the tax breaks that you'll you know you know you'll get. And if you're not going to be deducting um, or itemizing. Then you'll get a standard deduction for 2019. It's twelve thousand two hundred for single taxpayers, and about twenty four thousand four hundred if you uh, are married and filed jointly. And then if you're over sixty five, there's an additional thirteen hundred dollars as as well. So um, you know you got to figure out where your income's coming from. Most people know that pensions, you know, Social Security, and so forth. And you got to come up with a number before you can start figuring out well, what tax bracket am I in? You know, yeah, you can make up to about one hundred four thousand, roughly, to, uh, to stay in the twelve percent tax bracket, which is pretty low historically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so there's lots of opportunities here, and um, you know, the obvious opportunity that that people need to focus on, John, is maxing out their four hundred one k. Right, mm-hmm. that's the biggest opportunity you have to really reduce your taxes in a very easy way. Um, so if you're still working, you can stash up to nineteen thousand dollars. In your 401k or other retirement account, uh, employer retirement account by year end, you know, if you're 50 or older, then there is a catch-up contribution that you can make. That's another $6,000 that puts you at $25,000 max that can go in your 401k, and it's going to be totally tax-deferred, come right off your adjusted gross income. So you got to take advantage of that um, if you're not already. And uh, like we said, you can also put $6,000, though, into an IRA for 2019, and that's outside of your retirement plan at work, um, and an extra $1,000 if you're over age 50, so up to $7,000 into a traditional IRA, and that also comes right off your adjusted gross income. However, there is an if you have a plan at work, which most people do, then there is an income restriction on being able to deduct that money. Um, and it's it's reasonably low. Um, <clears throat> so you need to check that, see if you qualify for it. I can't remember the exact number. It depends on whether you're married or not. Mm-hmm. But it's, <clears throat> you know, it's like in 65000 it starts phasing out or something like that. So it's, it's pretty low. Um, and so if, if you don't qualify for that, then you can contribute to a Roth IRA instead. And if you fall inside those income thresholds, which are a lot higher, that's like 185000 or something like that for a married couple, then you can contribute to a Roth IRA. And uh, you don't get a deduction for it today, but the money will be, will be, will be invested tax-free. You can take it out tax-free. It grows tax-free, comes out tax-free. Um, and you have all the way up to April April fifteenth or tax filing deadline to do those yeah. to make those contributions. Yeah, that's right. And and so you know if one spouse is retired or just not working, um, they can actually have a spousal IRA as long as the working spouse has enough in, uh, earned income to cover all the IRA contributions. So um, you know you can let's say you have, you have you know a married couple and only one of them's working, you can do if you're over fifty. You can do seven thousand dollars into each one of the IRAs that you just mentioned. So just because someone's not working doesn't mean they can't save. So that spousal IRA is a, another opportunity. Um, another one here is make sure you withdraw your RMD if you haven't already done so. This required minimum distribution from your retirement account is key. Um, you know your first RMD can be, be delayed 
until April the 1st after you turn 70 and a half, but subsequent RMDs must be taken by December the 31st. And you really don't want to wait too long on this into December because, you know, the custodians, institutions that process these, you know, things start getting backed up. And if you miss taking your RMD, you could get socked with a 50% penalty on the shortfall. So, you know, if you have a million dollar account and you have to take out 40 grand, I mean, that's a pretty big penalty. It'd be $20,000. So, you got to make sure that you you do your your RMD calculations for all your your IRAs and uh, Roth IRAs don't need them. Uh, no RMDs are required, so just make sure that you're you're looking at your RMDs and you understand that and you get them you know taken care of this year. Yeah, that's right. And you know, use the RMD solution. Um, you know, so if you're at risk of getting hit by an underpayment penalty, uh, then you want to take your RMD. Ask your custodian to increase your withholding on the distribution. Um, that withholding can cover the tax bill on any of the portion of, of, of your other income sources. Yeah. So just be careful about the RMD. Make sure you, you have withholding done and you're, you're maximizing the RMD. Yeah, another really cool one here, Steve, that some people know about, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's not widely known. It's called a QCD. It's a qualify, qualified charitable uh, distribution and basically is a smart way to use your RMD. So if you give... Uh, to charity, you may want to consider this if you're uh, 70 and a half or older, you can actually give your RMD, uh, also known as a QCD, to a charity, and you can do up to $100,000 on that. Uh, the QCD amount um, can count towards the RMD, you know, uh, the the distribution. Uh, the greatest benefit is that will never show up as income on your tax return. So you can manage your your AGI, your adjusted gross income, and your you can benefit charity all with one move. And, and this is a, uh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I was just going to add to that. I mean, you know, that affects more things than people realize, um, such as your Medicare premiums, mm-hmm. um, you know, how your social security is taxed. I mean, your AGI is used for a whole bunch of calculations. So this is a no brainer. You know, if you're given money, if you're, if you don't need all of your, your arm, well, even if you do need all your RD, you can take up to a hundred thousand dollars yeah. out of your IRA, give it directly to charity and it lowers your AGI it comes out of pre-tax money, and you know it it, it lessens the chance that you're going to pay higher Medicare premiums and other things that are tied to your adjusted gross income. So yeah, that's a good one there. It's a really good tip. You want to make sure you're taking advantage of that. Um, another tip, though, is to bunch deductions. Um, you know, with the standard deduction doubling under the Tax Reform Act a couple years ago, uh, the the additional standard deduction amount <clears throat> for seniors. Um, now you may be hard pressed to find that you can that you can itemize. So if that's the case for you, if you're on the cusp of being able to itemize, it might make sense to bunch your deductions. So consider your tax situation over the next two or three years, and weigh whether it would be beneficial for you to take your deductions and bunch them all up into one year, so that you qualify for an itemized deduction that year, mm-hmm. and then you've kind of you've kind of taken your you pulled some deductions forward, maybe delayed some to that year um, so that you get them all into one year and you qualify for the itemized deductions. Yeah, another thing that kind of goes along with that, Steve, is a, a donor advised fund. So you can actually contribute appreciated stock. You can you can give securities um, to this fund and you get the tax deduction this year, but you don't have to g- actually give it to the charities until the future. So, uh, you know, you may want to bunch everything and put it into a donor advised fund and get that credit uh, this year, and then figure out where you're going to give it in the future. So that's a, that's a really, really 
a powerful one. It takes a little bit of planning, but it certainly works. Um, another really cool thing here is the, the 0% rate for capital gains. If you're in a 12% tax bracket with your income, um, your capital gains are basically zero, right? So if you... Yeah. If you have some appreciated stock, um, you know one option would be to to donate it, like we talked about, to a charity. But if you sold that in 2019 and you're in a 12 percent bracket, um, you're you're likely you got to do some calculations, go see your CPA on this stuff that we're talking about. But there's a very you know good likelihood if you're in a 12 percent bracket that that's at a zero percent rate. So consider hard, that hard to beat a zero percent rate. I like it. I like it. You yeah. won't, you don't want to let any of that zero percent weight rate no. get wasted. Okay, so if you're under you know, gross income for a married couple of like $104,000 of adjust of gross income, um, then, you know, you're at a 0% rate and you might need to realize some capital gains just to take advantage of that 0% rate for long-term capital gains. Um, so that's a good one. And then harvest losses, you know, while the market's done well in, in this year, um, it, it wasn't, you know, a straight shot up and nor will it be, you know, every investment in, in your portfolio. So consider harvesting any losses that you might have um, up to $3,000 in ordinary income that can be used against ordinary income as a deduction. So, you know, if you, if you like the investment, you can wait 30 days, you can buy it back after 30 days. Um, So, but this really applies. If you have stocks, this makes, this is a pretty easy thing to do that are down. You can sell them and then you could buy it back later. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, you just want to be careful, you know, that you wait 30 days if you're going to buy it back. Yeah. And the last one here is uh, do some Roth conversions. I mean, if you're, again, in the 12% tax bracket, which is up to about 104 of of gross income, um, you know, doing some conversions, it's not going to save you, you know, money ta- on taxes today, but it could in the future. So if you can do some conversions at a, at a 12% federal rate, uh, you know, and you have cash to pay for that on the outside, that can be a good deal. So that's something that you certainly want to take a look at in your situation and see if some Roth conversions would make sense for your future. So that's right. uh, those are the tax tips. So good you get six tips. weeks. Good tips. You got plenty of time that's to get right. started on those. And uh, that leads us up to our last thing here. And that is the prescription of the week. Yes, yeah, it's pretty simple, but very powerful. Save automatically. Uh, on a routine basis for your retirement or other goals. So absolutely, yeah, set this thing up on automatic. It happens whether you're you know in the office or on vacation or wherever, and you pay yourself the same amount every single month. You know, going into Roth IRAs or four hundred one ks. Very simple uh, concept, but extremely powerful if you can do that over your lifetime. Yeah, I call that defaulting for success. Yes. You want to set your life up so that the default is success. You automatically pay all your bills. You automatically save. You you automatically do all the right things. To mess it up, you have to actually take action to mess it up. (laughs) (laughs) So default to success, set up those automatic monthly contributions. All right. Well, that brings us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check us out on our website, moneymd.net. Email us your questions at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor. 